Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm here with my main man. <laughs> I just went to do like a radio. <laughs> it didn't work. Coming off the top ropes. Coming up at the top. Monsieur Philippiac, comment allez-vous aujourd'hui? For those who didn't speak French, I said to my main man, how you doing? I'm so I'm so good, Dan. So, ha- so happy to be here today. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for your flexibility. So for those of you who won't know this, which is going to be all of you because it happened behind the scenes, we were supposed to record this interview last week. Was it last week? Or was it yeah, I think last week. Yeah, and like last minute I had to be like, yeah, dude, I'm like rushing around like Bogota at the moment. Can we do this next week? Because I had to quickly pop down there. But we're, we're here today. We're good to go. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit more about you, where you're from and what you do? Yeah, so uh, Chris Filipiak here. I do not speak French, but <laughs> I have been to Paris one time. And uh, I, I live in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm a uh, sales consultant and coach uh, that primarily works with B2B professional services and agencies to help them build out their sales teams and their sales systems. I uh, father of four children uh, nine, six, four and new baby. So my hands are full, both professionally and personally. <laughs> and when I'm not uh, crushing sales, I love to rip mountain bikes. Nice, yeah. nice, 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 nice. Brilliant, brilliant. So we actually met, uh, we're both um, at uh, an online VIP day with uh, our mutual business and mindset, money mindset coach. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I like this dude. He's pretty darn cool. We stayed in contact and and we, we've come together to do this podcast. So first and foremost, you're a sales coach, but you don't, what you do isn't just, hey, I'm going to come into your business and talk to you about sales. You actually build out a whole team for people, build out the strategy, help them with the hiring. Why don't you speak a bit more about how that impacts businesses and how it can be supported for people in business? Yeah, so what, you know, I've, I've there's a lot of, sales is is a, you know, a, a critical competency that you have to have as a business owner and a CEO. And not so much, you don't have to love sales personally as the CEO, but as a business, sales has to be a core competency of the business or it's really going to struggle. And it's actually a separate part of the business than the product or service that you deliver. And then the infrastructure you create around the business um, to move it forward and and so many people and so that that competency is really like a complex system there's a sales system that goes needs to be put in 
to place. And so many people think of sales as like, you know, just a salesperson or like if I can just get more leads or personnel problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it's not that at all. Like if you look at your, your sales effort as just like needing to hire someone or generate leads, like it's going to fall down every time <laughs> and it never works. And I started my consulting firm about four years ago, like doing sales as a service for people. And I got a ton of commission only offers. People Mm -hmm. would be like, Chris, will you come sell for me? You know, will you come sell for me? Will you come sell for me? And would you do it commission only? Mm -hmm. And I started to like, as I was selling for other people and selling for myself and, and, and building expertise in my own competency around sales over the last, you know, as a consultant over the last four years and as a, uh, uh, professional salesperson in the B2B space over the last 10 plus years, I started to develop a a system and a methodology to help people do sales. And so when people would come to me and say, Hey, will you sell for me commission only? I would go like, well, you're not sales ready. Like I'll come sell for you, but it's not going to work out for these reasons, A, B, C, C, and D. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started to think through if I was going to come sell for you, if, I, if someone wanted to hire me to do remote sales or contract sales, what would I require mm-hmm. to be in, in, in place so that as a salesperson, I would be successful and I could help the company be ah, successful. So this right? was really an organic finding. As you were going out there, people, you know, ready to pay you to go to bat for them. You were looking at where those gaps were and that is what formed the system that you're using today. That, that's it. Yeah. And I, I was saying like, if you want your, your sales to be, if you want your sales effort to be successful, mm-hmm. these are the things that need to be in place. And I started being, I started thinking of like, I started using a, anecdote or an really an analogy, not an anecdote, but an analogy of like helping your buyers cross a river, Mm -hmm. right? And like, you can help your buyer get from where they are to where they want to go. And you can all jump in the cold white water river and try Mm -hmm. to swim across, but more than likely you're not going to make it to the other side. Mm -hmm. But if you give the salesperson some really nice stepping stones or some nice foundations to put in the river that are safe, that are large and stable, Mm -hmm. then they have really good, you know, the the fancy word for today is enablement, but Mm -hmm. you have really nice tools and the, the things required to help everyone safely cross the river. And that's where, so many businesses fall down in their sales effort is they'll start to build out one of those stepping stones, but there'll only be like half of one or one will be completely missing. Mm-hmm. And if any part of the system is missing, then at some point you end up in the river, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's no, not the best place to be when you're trying to make a sale. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Your buyer does not want to be in the river. They just want to get to the other side. Yes. Safely. And I, you know, I think of it a lot about like, about children too, like as a dad, as mm. a father, I'm constantly thinking about how can I set my children up for success, mm-hmm. right? And it's the same with your sales person. So like, even if you hire a rock star salesperson and you bring them into an environment or surround them with the conditions that aren't create that aren't set up for the effect you're trying to create, they're going to fall down every time, even if they're mm. brilliant. Mm. So you had this really hands-on experience of effectively supporting people in creating 
that client journey that serves that empowers them to serve the client better and as a result make more money that's it because yeah. i'm i mean for me personally i've noticed a lot witnessing people you know through through the work i do having this resistance to the idea of selling and not really understanding that sales is a beautiful part of the process of serving people because it's where you you develop the connection of that relationship where you can actually liberate from them from whatever pain they're in. And what you're doing is facilitating that conversation, that connection happening with more ease and more flow so that everybody's served. Yeah. And and I'm sure you see this in your experience, but like in, in the coaching and the consulting space where people are actually trying to level up and this happens with small businesses so much of the transformation happens around the commitment to growth which happens in the sales process Mm. yeah you have to deliver a good product or service but so much of that initial transformation is really around helping someone believe enough in themselves that they're worth it to invest in and then once they make that decision which is where the sales is then you have a good foundation to actually go forward and start um, chat, like changing and improving their life or their, their business. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, and let me, let me, um, riff on this with you a little bit, you know, around people do not like doing sales. Like it's not something that like people <laughs> like make up and be like, I want to be in sales or like, see, don't make up and be like, my dream is to build a kick-ass elite sales team that that, rocks, right? like that that is not where most people come from. But what happens is if, and this is, this is something I, that I'm really passionate about is really starting to think of sales, you know, coming from a place of service, or I say that like I'm on a mission to make sales synonymous with love, right? Mm, really like if you that. can show up in that heart centered space and say like, look, sales, is some of the most beautiful work that you can do. And it really has nothing to do with your own needs, like getting, trying to get love, trying to get money, trying to get mm-hmm. someone like you get your own needs met, but really showing up from a place of like helping someone else get clarity on where they want to go and like what's in the way and, 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 you know, being grounded enough and, having the the mindset and the thought process to really help people think through and what's going on for them. And when you do that, then you can approach your sales effort from a place that is not fear and really approach it truly from a place of love. Mm. And no matter how unwoo or non-woo people are, yeah. nobody can deny the fact that when someone's being authentic, you can feel it before you can hear it from them. And we want to deal with people that are authentic, even if, you know, you want a killer, right? I want a killer when someone's going to kill it for me. You still want an authenticity, even if it's in your dealings with them. Yeah. So we, we want to deal with authentic people. So when we show up in that connection, for this conversation from a space of authenticity, wanting to add value to their life, people are going to resonate with that. hundred percent, Dan. Mm. Yeah. And that you can be a killer in the inside, like you can totally be a killer, but it just, it's about <laughs> killing from a place of love. You know? <laughs> like, I'm going to war. Yeah. I'm going to war for you. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm going to war for you as a human to get where you're going. 
Mm -hmm. right? And we're going to smash anything that gets in the way Mm -hmm. of preventing you from like, like buying my service because it get it because this is what you need. So it's about mm-hmm. influencing the other person to the outcome towards the outcome that they're trying to create to create for them. The liberation from pain at the end of the day. And and the thing for me, what I always come back to when people get uncomfortable with that conversation is if your product or service is not liberating people from a genuine pain, then if you're a person of integrity, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Go and find yeah. something else. Or shift your program or your product or your service so that it does actually liberate people from a genuine pain and then go to war in integrity on that basis on that basis mm. and and yeah and if you have that if you have that mindset and your mindset is just one of the systems that you have to like have in place mm-hmm. successful at sales but if you have that you know i call it a sales ready mindset mm-hmm. combined with sales ready external strategies and tactics, then you're in an amazing place to really go out and help a lot of people and make a ton of money mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. process, given that the, the business fundamentals are right, that like <laughs> market fit, problem solution fit, right? Yeah. You know, but it's like, to your point, like you have to actually be helping people with something that they want you know, help with. Um, yeah. So what's, what's something that, you know, often just going back to this thing of, you know, you're, you're out there, people are saying, Hey, Chris, you know, come and come and help me, come and help me, come and sell for me. And you're like, dude, you're not ready. What are some of the things, what are some of those missing rocks that were missing, missing sta- stepping stones that were, that weren't in the river for some of these people? Yeah. I think, you know, when I think of a, like a sales ready organization, you know, I think of those stepping stones really as like your people, your strategy and your technology. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are kind of like the big stepping stones. And then there's separate, there's like different aspects that make some of those up. Some of those are like business fundamental things. Like you have to have, you know, target audience, you know, um, target pain, like you said, solution, mm-hmm. right. Outcomes. You have to have mm-hmm. pricing strategy. You have to have comp- you know, compensation strategy. You have to have mm-hmm. vision and mission. Like those are some, some fundamental things, but you know, when I think of kind of the, the, the core competencies, like, I really think it's sales ready, like sales ready mindset, like just the thing that we talked about, like when you're showing it, how you, the intention you bring to your sales conversations and whether you're showing up in fear or in love, like makes a huge difference and just understanding how to think so that you can show up continually every single day and, and do, do the sales work that's required. So the other part is like having a good sales strategy and a good sales technology. So sales strategy is just going like, okay, what are the plays that we're going to make every single day to generate business? And like, who's going to, like, who's going to do it? So, and, and what are we, what are we offering? Um, an example of that is like, you know, what, like, who are we outreaching to? How are we setting up like conversations? Like what are those conversations? I'll give you like one of my, my, my secrets is I look when I'm, when I'm doing outreach or looking to create conversations with potential buyers, I'm always thinking through how can I create one to many conversations? So how can I talk to multiple decision makers at the same time as a sales professional, instead of like, 
you know, one to zero or one to one conversation. So like calling on the phone would be like a one to one conversation posting on, you know, a social channel could either be, could be a, either a one-to-one or a one-to-zero or one-to-many, depending on how you, you structure that. So that's an example of sales strategy. Sales technology is really around how am I setting up my sales workflow and my marketing workflows? Like what are, what are the steps? Like what am I, am I doing a, you know, a four conversation sales process? So for like large B2B fortune 500 sales, it's not going to be, a 45 minute strategy session and you're going to go and close a, you know, $500,000 engagement with a, a, a fortune 500. Right. So like now at the same time, like if you're selling like a stick of candy to a little child, you don't need this long, like conversation. Right. Or if you're, you know, whatever selling, if you're selling like a Facebook challenge, right. You don't need a, a four step conversation. So designing what the conversation structure is, is designing like the the activity sets or I call them plays in your CRM, getting those workflows set up. And then I think more in terms of workflows and then technology supporting those workflows. A lot of people will try to pick technology first. They'll be like, I want this sales enablement tool. I want, you know, I want to use this CRM. I want to use these automation things like, oh, isn't that cool and they'll let technology drive business situations and that's the wrong way to do it. And then I think of it as your sales conversations. So like, what are your actual sales conversations um, and your your selling stories? And then the last team is all about like getting a sales team in place and what should that sales team look like? Um, You know, what is your talent pipeline on the sales side? So I think a lot of it as like building a race car, like Mm -hmm. you have to build the race car you need a driver, you need a coach and a pit crew, and then you have to decide which track you're going to drive it on, right? Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And I've seen that in my own business too, that um, with with one of my, my, my programs, that we had too convoluted a process for people <laughs> coming in. And we've really trimmed that down now. Now there's, a, there's like a 20-minute video. People watch that video. They hop on a call with the guys and then they step in versus before there was like this whole thing. You had to go and do this whole webinar thing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, it's too, too much, too much stuff. And when there's too many, too many steps, then people can get lost trying to cross the river, right? They can be, yeah. And then everyone gets, gets washed downstream. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's across the river. And I suppose this is part of the expertise that people get, you know, with you, whether they are, selling to small businesses like mom and pop businesses or whether they're going you know people in the forbes list it's yeah hang on a minute what are all of these pieces that need to be in play in order to set up for success yeah it's really thinking through and i mean that's it there's so many choices right now on how you can market and do sales mm-hmm. work and there's a lot of Sales at the end of the day is not that like it's not that difficult. Like mm-hmm. just most people don't know how to do it well. And there's just a lot of confusion about how to do it. So understanding what a sales ready organization looks like for your unique situation and that mm-hmm. customization is where that that nuance comes from. And then, you know, it's about I'll ask CEOs every single day, like the two, you know, when I, when I, when I know there's a problem, I ask CEOs, I say, Hey, what did you do for sales today? 
Mm -hmm. Like literally, what did you do this morning for sales? And if they say that they, well, I didn't do anything or I was doing customer service, that's a huge red flag in your business that you don't have like a process or SOPs in place that you're using to drive your business forward. So like that's one red flag. And then the other red flag is, um, it might have to come back to me. I lost, lost track of it. But the other red flag is really, um, like inconsistent revenue, mm-hmm. right? Where like, they're just there. My cash flow is inconsistent. Things are inconsistent in my business and not understanding, you know, I call it the, like the law of cause and cause and effect. And those, either of those things showing up, go back to mindset, right. And indicate that there's some fear or doubt or, or some confusion around sales, mm-hmm. you know, and, and going on and not under, not understanding mindset, which, you know, is just going like, look, how I think determines how I feel and how I feel determines the actions that I take. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, that's going back to, for me, like the fundamentals of how reality is constructed. And it's another opportunity to see that even here, when we're talking about corporate engagement, the fundamental components of reality, what we're thinking, what we're feeling and what we're doing still still count as still are important yeah the, the most the most important yeah. <laughs> the, most, the most important yeah so you're not just doing the strategy though you're also helping build out the teams and train those teams mm-hmm. yeah a hundred a hundred percent yeah it's really about like i love the i i love the race car analogy i use it because i think it's more universal but like you know i raced mountain bikes for 10 years and managed professional racing teams oh wow recruited recruited teams and managed teams of like, you know, 10 to 12 riders and traveled all over the country, like racing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so, so much of racing is, is the vehicle like the race car or the mountain bike and, and the rider and the team that you surround with themselves. So really like when I think of building these successful sales teams, I think of it as like building the race. You have to build the race car, which is your sales system. It's like I said, it's like, like your conversations, your technology, your CRM, your workflows, um, your stories, your mindset, and then actually getting the team in place and then helping the team um, do the daily sales motion, right? Like we're just, we're in motion. Like we're, we're doing, we're running the plays, Mm-hmm. We're seeing the results and we're making tweaks along the way to create the, the outcomes that, that we want. And it's not, it's, it, it can seem really confusing, but at the end of the day, it's really about creating a structured way to go. Yeah. I want to go from a $1.5 million company to a $2.5 million company. And the things, the conditions we need to put in place, the causes we need to put in place are, this, this, and this, that start working towards that. And then let's start taking the actions required. And if we're not willing to, to put the things we need in place or we're not willing to take the action, then let's go back and let's find out what's going in your, your, your mind. So, um, yeah, that, that's it exactly. It's like the, it's the system and it's the people. Mm-hmm. Because I know some people, they might be like, oh, you know, I've got this killer salesperson, but they might not be aligned with the system. They might not be aligned with the strategy going forward. They might not be best suited for the technology. So it's really bringing all of these pieces together and seeing the entire sales body 
as one holistic unit and making sure that all of those pieces work together in harmony. Yeah, for, for sure. And like a killer sales, uh, again, I go back to like what I, I said, kind of when we started talking, talk, started talking, but a killer salesperson in a broken system is going to fail every time. Mm. That's why you see like, there's so much challenge for those, those companies trying to transition from, founder sales to apprentice sales to small team sales. Like you're trying to go from like the founder doing all the sales work to either one or two person sales team to a five person sales team. And that's, those are totally different competencies. And those, those in terms of like being sales ready, those are different, different looks, right? So like when I talk about like a sales ready organization, you can build a sales ready organization around the, a founder seller, like a founder seller should have a system built around them or a CEO should have a system to do sales around them. So when I go, call them and go, Hey, what'd you do for sales today? They said, I did boom, 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 boom. And it was like this much time and I knew exactly what to do. And then you can build a different system around one or two p- people, different system around five people. And again, like the, the, what the sales, system looks like for a $1 million company is going to look different than what it needs to be for a $5 million company. Mm. And so setting it up for the stage of growth that the business is at is also something to, to think about. Like you're always getting sales ready for that next level, mm. right? You're, you're never done improving at sales. Amazing. So you've spoken a few times about what I've had on for sale today. What are some of the things that people listening should think about integrating into their day-to-day processes to make sure that they're driving the business forward? Hmm. I, I think the best way, let me think about the best way to answer that. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you how I do it, you know, because I think understanding how to create it for yourself is more important than mm-hmm. like any particular tactic um, yeah, that you could could implement. So I think the first thing is getting clear on what you really what you really want and what you're really going to commit to. So like we're we're in the early stages, you know, Q1 of 2021. Mm-hmm. Right? We're like two weeks in. And so you, you have to look at what your revenue growth goal is, your new client acquisition goal is, you know, either quarterly, monthly, daily, like whatever that is. And then based on that, you can reverse engineer kind of what, where you need to be in terms Mm -hmm. of essentially it boils down to like activity, Mm -hmm. right? What are the things that I'm going to do every single day? So am I going to do, you know, am I going to do a, LinkedIn outreach campaign? Am I going to, am I going to do a podcast like we're doing today? Am I going to run ads? Am I going to do a webinar? Am I going to run a challenge? Am I going to do cold calls? Am I going to, you know, do, you know, um, um, like, like email outreach. Mm -hmm. I was going to say email, Mm -hmm. right? Like whatever, like whatever the, 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 the activity is, and then figuring out, you know, how many, how many leads that's driving into your pipeline? How many of those leads are converting to prospects? How many of those prospects are converting to one business, right? And and figuring that. So the, that's what I would suggest is like, you know, there's so many plays that you can run to drive leads. Like getting leads is like the easiest thing ever, 
now, right? That's why when people are like, it's it's a lead problem, it's a lead problem. It's really, it's usually <laughs> ways to drive leads and start conversations now with people. It's like easier than it's ever, ever been. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm a big, you know, so that's how I would approach it. I'd like get clear on what you want and then reverse engineer your, what you need to be doing on a daily basis and just commit to that for, you know, 60 to 90 days mm-hmm. and go like, this is what I'm committing to doing every single day and blocking out time on your calendar to do that. And that's like how, that's how like I do it. The plays that I run is I do, I do LinkedIn cold outreach. Mm-hmm. And then I combine that with like a series of touch patterns via email and telephone mm-hmm. um, and additional social touch points. I run, um, executive roundtables that I do a couple mm-hmm. times a month that I put together. I do, um, I do like what I call intuition outreach where I'll just sit and I'll be like, you know, I'll just ask spirit or the universe to, at, to show me who to call today. Mm-hmm. I can just get in touch with like, who's in my awareness and I'll reach mm-hmm. out to them. I have a strategy to, um, reach back out to past clients and pro- prospects, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if, if you have your database in your CRM, you can segment that out based on relevance to your business. And then you can set up um, touch patterns against those, those old, those, those past clients. And I see people fall down there too all the time. Like they don't consistently reach out to the people that they already know or who are mm. their cell phone. And again, when you're when you're thinking through the outreach activity that you want to do, you know, think about like how you can set up like one to many conversations, right? Like how can you how speaking can you have conversations that speaking with more than one person at the same time? At the same time. Mm. How can you talk to multiple people at the same time? Because as as a as a salesperson, like if you can do that, then it just extends your reach so much. And there's there's a dozen, there's dozens of ways to do that, that I could, you know, name off the top of my top, top of my head and be happy to talk. <laughs> could I have, a, have another <laughs> podcast with <you> about? <laughs> yeah. So Brilliant. that's it. And then just like, just locking those activities in and just committing to doing it. And I, I think that in sales, like, you know, with any performance activity and sales is certainly performance activity, you know, that's also competitive, competitive or in a way competitive doesn't have to be, but, mm-hmm. um, cause you're not trying to beat anyone in sales, but you're, you are like having some coach, ha- like having a high level of support around you. Cause you have to show up every day as someone who's putting yourself out there. And in a way sales is a bit of a performance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and your ability to be grounded in here right? Requires like a coach to support you. That's why I love the race car analogy. It's like mm-hmm. the car, the driver, it's the pit crew and it's the coach. Mm. And you all know? those pieces yeah. come together to create the success. That's it. hundred mm. percent. I mean, you've really dropped some gold here. I mean, I'm even sitting and thinking, you know, am, am I doing enough activities? <laughs> like, cause I think there's also the thing about making sure you've got hands on thing because that's what's really coming to me i've been outsourcing to the team doing a lot of the thing but i think even as the owner of a business the ceo having your finger on the pulse 
and you still doing something to contribute to moving the business forward. So for me, I go on a lot, I go on a lot of podcasts. I think I did seven or eight podcast interviews um, on average per week for a little while now. I'm producing first-hand content, which is going to be repurposed for, for blogs and for social media content and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's important to be part of the process, to have your heart in the process too, not just allowing it to be this mechanical process, right? Yeah, for sure. I think as like a, a CEO, I mean, you can outsource every part of your sales mm-hmm. organization. I mean, there's like, that's how I started. There's whole mm-hmm. agencies that you can just outsource your entire sales effort to, which I think in the B2B space, I think in, in some industries, I think that can be a great model, but I think in the B2B space and the professional services consulting agency space that you have to own your own sales effort because mm-hmm. you the ability to have a conversation like a high level business conversation with someone is really how you, you, um, help serve that, help serve that person. So I don't recommend like for your business, probably for your business or a lot of B2B businesses that they, they outsource. I, I recommend that they develop sales as a core competency of the business. And I think for CEOs, I think it's really important for CEOs to, not necessarily be good at the execution of sales, like in terms of like, you know, being involved, but on like getting their mind right about sales, right? Because if sales is something like as a CEO, you're like, I effing hate sales. I won't make phone calls. Like, I don't like it. I hate being salesy. Like any of that stuff going on in your head as a CEO is stuff that you have to work through because essentially if you don't, then that stuff is going to culturally show up in your business and your business is going to have a slight anti-sales culture to it because Mm -hmm. as the leader, as the CEO. So um, you have to, I think you have to work through that. And I think to your point, Dan, I think some, like if you like sales, you can be involved with it, but if you, or if you enjoy the activity, I don't know. I actually recommend like CEOs don't, don't do their own sales work because the CEO role should really be about growing the business and the culture and growing mm-hmm. the team eventually. Like they have to move out of the sales role and get and allow the business to do the sales instead of the CEO do the sales. But I think the CEO should be right. <laughs> like have a, have a, um, uh, a good mindset around sales because that's part of the culture right it's part of the culture yeah. yeah you have to have like a sales culture where everyone and that's why that 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 mission that i'm on to like make sales synonymous with love i think is just is so 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 important like so important and, and you know like i if if at the end of my time doing the work that i do like more people like have good feeling about sales right like both as a buyer and a seller like that that's what i'm here to like help people do and move through beautiful what's the best way for people to perhaps have a conversation with you and and get because one of the things i love about you is you're not just you're out there to actually support people and actually have them make changes in the way that they do business as a part of your mission. What's the best way for people to to connect with you and have one of those conversations, perhaps see how you can support them in their business? Yeah. So you can, you can schedule a call with me at my website. It's just chrisfilippiak.com. We'll pop that in the, in the show notes. Yeah. Find me on 
LinkedIn, or you can email me, chris at chrisfilippiak.com, and we'll set up a, a conversation. Brilliant. That's, that's amazing. And that, it, it's, it's kind of fun, like, with that conversation. It's just about helping you, you know, get clarity on what you want and what's in the way and seeing if there's anything that I can do to help you drive top-line revenue, right, like, right away. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been fabulous. I've got some nuggets that I can definitely carry into my business. Guys tuning in, I hope you're feeling the same. We've popped um, all of Chris's connections and, and links in the show notes. And we've also popped some additional resources for you. If you're not already checking out the, the weekly show that I'm doing on my own LinkedIn, then go to dreamwithdan.com forward slash LinkedIn and, and friend me on LinkedIn and let's connect. So till next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Thanks again, Chris, for your time today. And guys, be sure to catch us next week on the show. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangena, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.